What's up, everybody? Welcome to the uh, Harmonics Podcast. Yeah, what episode? Woo! No, I just decided we're not going to say episode. Oh man! Oh man! Just yeah. decided. Yeah, but uh, yeah. Well, we're we're actually um, co-broadcasting on uh, Canadian radio now, internet radio, fusion rock radio. Um, so maybe it'll make it easier for them if we don't say episode numbers. Hey. Because uh, yeah. of the metric system? Yes, they yeah. count in metric. They they use podcast numbering differently. Up yeah. There. Bunch of hosers. Units of 10. Oh, <laughs> hosers is Canadian for buttheads. <laughs> That's the translation. That is the translation. The Franco-Canadian Man, we should do a whole heads. Canadian episode someday. Yeah. <laughs> just to shill to the to our new listeners. Sure. Anyway, if you're a new listener in Canada, welcome. I've been told that uh, we've just started broadcasting there with either this episode or our previous episodes. So that's pretty exciting. Sorry we took your cup. Yeah. No, I'm no. not. That's right. We're we're broadcasting from Boston. I saw I saw a dude today um, in Central Square wearing a shirt, uh, black and gold. Else. I bet he's wearing nothing. Probably else. Just nothing that. else. Um, and it said, "Let's fill that cup with dirty water." Oh God! And I said, "Yep." Yeah. <laughs> just so the Boston. rest of the world knows, like sports aside, we are us us who live here in Boston are as embarrassed about Boston sports fans. <laughs> As uh, as as you guys embarrassed are. and proud oh, simultaneously. Sure. Well, yeah. I, mean, I a, am proud that we didn't burn our city. Down. It's a, a special breed of hoser. Yeah. <laughs> so I talked to my dad about that. Uh, my dad works on the border to Canada, so I have a long I have a long history with Canada. You guys. Oh, okay. Um, and we dads. were just talking. Yep, long history like of having this American life episode. Uh, and we were talking about the Stanley Cup thing and the the events in Vancouver afterwards, the burnings and the the. Vancouver Burning is the name of the movie I'm going to write. Wow. Uh, but mm. um, what he said I thought was interesting is that it was like a, Vancouver or British Columbia has a separatist movement, sort of like, have you heard of the one in Quebec? I've Quebec, heard of that yeah. one, yeah. So apparently there's one on the West Coast of like anarchist separatists that want to separate from Canada and they call it, uh, I think it's called Cascadia, wow. like the Cascade Mountain Range. So it would be... British Columbia, Washington State, and Oregon. Hmm. So there's this organization all through that region, apparently. I haven't checked into this, so it could be complete BS. My dad was just making it up. But um, I guess it was those were the people that were starting. They were agitating. Oh. It wasn't actually the sports fans. Well, so. I wish them the best of luck. Yeah, good luck with Cascadia, yeah. guys. I'd visit. <laughs> I love yeah. that. I love that region of the world. They need some anarchist politicians. Yeah, but that's a, that's a contradiction. No, the mayor of Paris is an anarchist. What? what? Yeah. But they don't believe... How? Man. That Ooh, doesn't like, make sense. So European. <laughs> yeah. How do you even elect an anarchist? <laughs> they don't believe in your system. Well, I guess it's sort of the same thing with the Tea Party. Now we're getting political. Let's not do that. Enough about Canadian <sighs> politics, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about rock and roll. <laughs> do you think if Canada had a Tea Party, it would be like a Tim Hortons party? <laughs> I, don't, I don't understand that. You reference. would love Tim Hortons, Aaron. Would I? Yes. It is... It's Everything good. Dunkin' Donuts is, but like two thousand percent more. You get you get your drinks in a nice thick mug. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, it's very homey. It's very homey. It's not is just it like, like in a, a lodge, plastic. like a cabin. Yeah, 
little lodgy, a little cabiny maybe, but they got great donuts, they got great pastries, Sign me good up. coffee. I like it. Tim Hortons all the way, guys. Man, this is the Canada podcast. Yep. Uh, so anyway, this week we've got a special guest, Mr. Fish McGill. Woohoo! Hello. Fish, Fish McGill works with us on a daily basis on our community team, um, but he's sort of an unsung hero. Is this really your first time on the podcast? I made an appearance once when we interviewed Abby. All right. Because she was too shy. <laughs> uh, so, Fish, tell us a little bit what you do. So, I like to think of myself as the in-house fan, and I get to do <laughs> a lot of awesome drawing for this podcast in particular, and in series we've done on rockband.com. Get to draw people at work, people in Central Square. It's an <laughs> endless resource of freaky, fun people. To draw. <laughs> I think for this episode in particular, you should draw that Bruins fan with just a Bruins jersey and no pants. I think we should call this episode Freaky Fun People. Freaky Fun People? <laughs> sure. Done. Uh, go on. And I also work on the web team, so I do design work and I do some front-end coding, CSS, HTML stuff. Hot shot. Hot shot? Yeah. Uh, people will recognize your work from uh, the title cards for the podcast. That's right. Um, and your handiworks also appeared in the newsletter. You do all mm-hmm. the newsletter stuff. Um, and, uh, yeah, basically if anyone's ever been to the website or listened to the podcast, they have you to thank for it. Yeah. Also rock band network. Oh yeah. Up in there too. All up in that. All up in them. Love those guys. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that song's so good. The Zach Galifianakis and Fiona Apple song (laughs) up in your guts. Oh, I wish we had that. (laughs) Someday. So fish, you're quite an accomplished artiste. Um, well, thanks. Let's let's talk a little bit, since I think people might want to know what's the etymology of the Fish McGill name. So my last name is McGill. Yep. And apparently, it's hilarious to have a first name that goes <laughs> so I love Lucy like with it. <laughs> I met an artist, Gary Baseman, once when he visited Boston, and I told him my name's Fish McGill, and he said, "Are you an I Love Lucy character?" <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was a really fun way to describe my name. <laughs> so Fish is your actual first name. Yes. It's a gift and a curse. <laughs> I mean, it, it, I don't think it could work with any other name, but it works so well with your name. Yeah, I, I like it, you know. And when I was a kid, I was pretty shy, but it got me to kind of come out of my skin a little was bit. Was it short for, like, Fisher? No, it's just Fish. Straight up Fish. Yeah, not with a PH, although I do admire <laughs> that band, but people ask me that a lot. Yeah. Um, were your parents hippies? Yeah, we grew up nice. in Somerville in a commune house. Nice, really? I didn't know that. Yeah, so I, was... I had I had like all these crazy people living in the house from Iran, from not Iranagozi, like the country, <laughs> um, from MIT, from Harvard, from wow. all over. It was like a really cool Man. experience. It was like a giant house. My sister and I were the youngest kids there. You could ride bikes in the house. It was so big. So <laughs> I was around a lot of artists, musicians, a lot of like wow, cool, freaky, fun people. Like we work with every day at Harmonics. I did not know that. Man. Um, is that does that commune still exist? Um, people moved out. We were there for like seven or eight years, and then all of a sudden it was like the middle of Somerville, and everybody's like, ah, we need more space. Or yeah. man, it's so hard to get anywhere from Somerville. Like, even though it's right next to Boston, it's not connected enough. Oh, no, yeah. This is on Winter Hill. So oh, it's like... Oh, topical. You're not near... <laughs> you're not near the red line. You're not near the orange line. Yeah. You're kind of near buses. If you work in Somerville, it's great, but it's it can be hard to, like, get in and out of there. So did you live in Whitey Bulger's commune? We live right near there. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. The Winter Hill gang. I'm sure they chopped that one communal house up into 12 different apartments. Not oh, yeah. yet. It's actually... 
There's only one photographer that lives there, and she's lived there for the last 15 years. Oh, man. Wow. I think the house is going to be for sale soon. That's cool. I should go it's check it out. It's an amazing house. That's right around, uh, right around the corner from my place. Yeah. yeah, it's right at the top, right next to the funeral home. Huh. So oh, it's man. very quiet. I know that. That's right past the uh, Blumsack and Blumsack Law Offices. Yeah. <laughs> That's a great strip. It's followed by Peenies, Woodies, yep. and Wangs. Yep. It is <laughs> no so, way. It yeah, is it's true. true. You it's, couldn't make this up. It's Sean oh Baptiste's God. favorite block in the entire world. Yeah. And if you continue, you get right to Ball Square. <laughs> oh, yep. my God. Wow. It's 100% true. We're, I think we have just increased Somerville's tourism <laughs> for the year by, like, twofold. To it's hell also, with Canada. Yeah, it's oh, also the neighborhood hell. where the song Monster Mash was No! Yeah. What? I can't remember the name of the guy Did who wrote it. Did it used to be it? populated by Frankensteins and <laughs> Draculas? I can well, only imagine. It was a bad neighborhood. But he, still, he died there. He died recently. He grew up right in that neighborhood. Wow. Oh, my God. Did Steph know that? Steph was obsessed with that song. I don't know. I, met, was, I bet she did. That was her favorite song in the world. It's a great song. Imagine that to be your one claim to fame your whole life. Yeah. Like, I would never get sick of performing that. Oh, no, think never. of the royalties. That's like, yeah. a, that's an evergreen song. Yes. Yeah. Evergreen <laughs> song. Yeah. Wow. So did you ever, any, ever have any uh, experiences with the, uh, the the Winter Hill gang? No, they but... They already passed their prime by that point. Yeah, they were past their prime, but living in a house of all those freaky people... Halloween in particular was nuts. You know, I'd <laughs> wake up in the middle of the night and there'd be these enormous house parties with people dressed up as a camera or a mummy or a big Indian headdress <laughs> and lots of pancaked makeup on and hmm. wow, lots of weird debauchery and being around DJs and stuff that you don't know what is up when you're four and five. Like, <laughs> it was great. So I sort of imagine like in the world that you grew up in, it was probably as expected for you to become an artist as it would if you grew up with like uh, a hedge fund manager as a father who like wants, a business you to, commune wants you to go into business. Instead of an artist commune. Yeah. Like was it, was it just like a natural path for you? I guess it was. I was always kind of like just doing creative things. I went to preschool up the street at Tufts, the Elliott Pearson School, and that wow. was like a a really super creative place. So you were a place. Tufts grad by the time you were five. Yeah, Tufts grad <laughs> right out of kindergarten. Um, that was like a, a great head start. Um, but then going to public school is like a free fall into, oh, no. you know, boredom. Culture shock too, yeah. it was yeah? a big culture shock switching that up. Wow. But my parents were both teachers um, and they switched careers. They went on into floral design and my dad's worked at FedEx for the last 25 years. There you go. So they never really had any particular expectations for me. It's like, just do what you want to do. That's so awesome. So I was always like pretty closet practical, working hard in school, but <laughs> closet practical. outwardly really into art, but just not sure that that's actually something anyone can do. It's still like... that's Yeah, that's a tough sell. Yeah. It's not like you can just be an artist. It's not like I just do these drawings for the website. Yeah. I do a lot of other things too. That's why yeah. I get to work here. Yeah. I love doing the drawings, and I, someday that might be all I do, but it's it would be kind of boring, too, to just do one thing. Sure. It's fun to try other stuff. Yeah, plus you get to pay the bills, and then, right. then you can do more yeah. art. Like you you just did uh, an installation uh, not too long ago, right? I did. All I did Robot a, Guts? Yeah, I, I was an arson resident up at Montserrat College of Art in Beverly, Massachusetts, and we did these two... Um, 20 foot tall robot drawings with the students and that was super fun 
it was a project that I couldn't do on my own in, you know, a short amount of time. So yeah. having a team of, you know, 150 students to team up with was awesome. That's crazy. And they were great. The students up there are incredible. What happens to that, or what happened to that, those those big old robots when you had to take it down? Did everyone get individual pieces and stuff? Yeah, so the fun part was we had this, at the end we had a reception for the robots where we'd have like a birthday party for them. <laughs> and we also gave out raffle tickets to everybody that came and helped make them. So the raffle was free and everybody got to take the panels with them. Because when you get up close to each panel, there's all these weird, interesting drawings filled with instruments and um, the idea was the guts of a robot, so it was filled with gears, circuits, tools, stuff. Mm-hmm. So everybody got to take a panel home with them, and now they get to have art in their home. That's awesome. Sweet. I don't have any art in my home. No? Not no. even fish art? I have, I have like, a postcard fish sent me. I think, I mean, not not even counting, like, postcards and stuff, I have at least four, five pieces of Fish McGill art. Yeah. I've got um I've got the uh, the wood cutout Yoda with the That's sunglasses right. that I got at uh, the Bazaar Bazaar one year. Um, Reflective. The shadow box that uh that you did for Sarah's birthday with yeah. uh with her and uh her dog and her horse. Um, oh, the horse construction that was fun. Yep, yeah. that was awesome. Um, I've got um the big uh the big Aaron Vengers thing that you did for for me for Christmas. That was that awesome. last year. I think it was last two year, years ago. Two years ago, man. Me as a superhero with all the Avengers. It's awesome. Yeah, that was sick. It's fun having art up around your house. We have it up all over every inch of our home. Collecting art from local people, friends, and people you like makes your house like completely different when you have art up because nobody yeah. else can see it. Get some culture, folk. Well, Get some art. I, as soon as I said that, I was I remembered that I have stuff. Just nothing specific, like from friends. Uh, Casey got me. Um, Casey Malone got me. A poster by Ali Moss. Oh, cool. He's a really fun artist, very pop culture. I think I remember that. He showed me that before he gave it to me. Oh, you. yeah? It was the Four Lions one, actually, which just was fresh in my mind because I watched that movie last night. It's super cool. Um, Casey's a Fish McGill super fan, too. Casey, he's got a fish general, tattoo. Yeah, I he love has that a fish guy. tattoo. He's got a tattoo just like his dad's tattoo on the same arm, but it's him as a tiger. That's awesome. Have you had many friends get tattoos of your work? I've had. Three, including Casey, and wow. then there's been three people from the forums that have asked me for art from the stuff that I had in Rock Band 2 what? and Rock Band 3. That's so crazy. And I just sent it to them. It's like, use this. Go ahead. Wow. If anybody wants to do a tattoo, it's like, that's as permanent as it gets. Yeah. So I, I don't feel comfortable saying, like, that'll be this much money, please. Yeah. Because yeah. they're giving that's you enough. their body. Yeah. There's people that's going to see that on them their whole life. Wow. If any of those, uh, if any of those foreign people are listening, they should definitely contact us. And yes. Send us photos. Yeah. Awesome stories. You know, there was one in Florida, and I never heard back from him. It was a smoking dog tattoo. <laughs> I'd love to see how it came out. Awesome. Sweet. Um, so part of your job is is um, helping us plan out and create a lot of content. That's right. Uh. We were thinking it might be interesting to get your thoughts on content for, for like, for what we do. I don't think actually a lot of game companies do that. I don't think they spend as much effort creating, like, regular content for their website or for their community like like we do. Yeah, I think you're right. I've kind of viewed this always as, um, I grew up watching a lot of DVDs, 
And my favorite part was rewatching the movie with commentaries yeah. or seeing behind the scenes stuff. Yep. To me that that makes the experience of rewatching it even more interesting. It's like, oh, here's the part where Irving Kirshner told Harrison Ford after thirty takes to just say whatever the hell you want. Like for <laughs> some reason that makes it like really more exciting. <laughs> um but I'm a super nerd into Star Wars and that kind of stuff. And yeah. I think there's people out there that have an attachment to rock band in that kind of way. Yep. Because it comes out every week. It's like part of having a party. It's like you want to get new songs to listen to. Yeah. And I always like the part about rock band that it introduces you to music. There's all sorts of stuff that I didn't like before I came here. Yeah, same here. Which I'm surprised that I like too. Yep. It is really interesting once you get the context because like you can hear a song and be like, nah, I'm not into it, but then you actually have to like play through it and you, you really get the, the context of like what each of the instruments are doing and mm-hmm. like, wow, this is actually quite a good song. I think it's a lot more like when you go to see a band live. Yep. You end up liking them just yep. because they're in front of you yeah. and you can see the effort they're putting in. Yeah. yeah. Except it's you making the effort and you get to experience the musicality of it. That's yeah. true. That was the thing that, that sold me on the Beatles when we did Beatles Rock Band where I had like... I had never really gotten into the Beatles, like never really liked them when I was working here. I'm in the same boat. Really? <sighs> yeah. Good. Not alone. <sighs> um, and then we start like working on the game and it's like, oh, it's kind of cool. Sorry, turns Nick. out, uh, turns out they wrote one or two decent tunes. Oh, it's kind of cool. Uh, but then we like start working with Danny Harrison and like Yoko Ono comes to the office and we did a trip to Abbey Road and it was like getting immersed in that culture was like, oh my God, this is <laughs> so important and so good. Like, it is really eye-opening. So, like, I, I hope kind of, like, along those same lines, like, a lot of the content that we do kind of, like, gives people a greater sense of that culture. Like, it's not just like, oh, it's a game, we made, you play it. But it's like, here's why we made it, and here's the people behind the game that you like, and here's the people who chart the songs, and here's the people that do the art. Like, Right. It's that whole kind of... Mr. Rogers, LeVar Burton inside look <laughs> yeah. that I always loved growing up to. Like, oh, this is how a crayon's made. Yeah. They show you the wax. They show it going through all the machines. They show you the wrapper <laughs> getting put on it. Like, that stuff's really interesting. Yeah, I think we're pretty lucky in that respect, too, because most games just come and go. They have their, like, week or month in the sun after they're released. And yeah. And then you don't ever play them or talk about them or think about them again. Yeah, I'm really proud to work at a company that does releases every week. Yeah. Of super high quality, awesome, playable stuff. There's not a lot of companies out there that do that. Yeah, it's really weird. Like the closest analog for us are like MMOs. Yeah. Which yeah. I mean, which we're not an MMO. But then we sort of are. <laughs> you yeah, are an in elf. A weird way. Right. Everyone in the game is an elf. A dark tree elf. Well, you specifically. Oh, me? Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Take it. <laughs> Take it. Uh, yeah, I think that's pretty unique. So, like, once in a while, Aaron and I will talk about, like, what other community managers do in the industry. It's just, like, they just have this one game, and it, then the game comes out. What, what do they do? What? <laughs> like, we just have this constant flow of new content. I think we're pretty lucky in that respect. I wouldn't have necessarily predicted this growing up. Like, as someone that's very interested in music but has no musical abilities, mm. this is something I always wondered if it was possible to do. Like, can you... can being interested in music be a form of music. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I certainly didn't think when I started, like, oh, I'm sure four years from now I'm still going to be doing 
rock band community stuff. Yeah. Like the well hasn't run dry. Like yeah. we have, I mean, enough new content coming out and enough new bands that we're adding, but there's also still a lot to talk about. Like we've yep. gotten freed up a lot more lately to start talking about yep. a little bit more of the nitty gritty. And, um, you know, we've got some really cool stuff on the horizon. That's either like tracking the life of a DLC track uh, right. is something that we're, that we're going to be talking about doing like from licensing to charting to actual release. So like, like an ongoing series. Yeah. I'm yeah, excited like for that, that one. Yeah, I think like how really that cool. rolls out. Um, we have, uh, um, all this, uh, prototype hardware that we just dug up out of storage, um, that's headed off to a museum in Australia um, for an exhibit there. Um, and so we have, like, all of these, like, prototype squires and keyboards and stuff. Stuff that only the, the hardware team ever saw. Oh, yeah, that we've never yeah, seen. Yeah, I, I had never seen those. They're crazy. Like, these, it looks like they're carved out of soap. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's like soap carving of the Mustang guitar. And then they have, like, different scales to see what was, like, the sweet spot for what size they should yep. make it. And those things are heavy. Big time. Yeah. And so apparently, apparently we're getting a, a mold of the from the actual factory, like one of the big steel mold molds. Those are yeah. really heavy. Yeah. yeah. That they use to uh, the, the headstock the head for stock, the squire. Yeah. Very expensive to make, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so that's some, some kooky stuff that, that people can look forward to. We've got, kooky. you know... Plenty of plenty of interesting things to talk about. Uh, if people have specific things that they want to know about, send them our way. Post a post a comment, uh, a reply. Post in the forums. Send us an email. Yeah. Well, we're always looking for more feedback on uh, on the podcast too. Specifically, like what you guys want to hear. Um. So we actually uh, know that li- people are listening, which is nice. Thank sure. you for that. We never knew before. <laughs> we're not we're just sort of a fly-by-night operation here i mean honestly i mean I'd, I'd like to say that that we do all this content for for you and the community but honestly we'd, we'd be doing it for ourselves too <laughs> yeah it's it's really fun <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's nice to hear that people are actually listening so let us know what what more stuff you guys would like uh and uh like aaron said we're a lot freed up these days to do more and say more than we could shooting from previously. the hip. A lot of shooting from the hip. Yeah. Big time. Yeah. So if it's more stats specific stuff, let us know what stats you're interested in and we'll see if we can get those for you. Um but uh let's uh let's move on to our DLC of the week. Next week's DLC announcements. You have it there, Fish? I do. All right. So this week we have tracks from Buffalo Springfield. Wow. For what it's worth. Everyone should know that from any movie about the 60s ever. <laughs> That's the one that goes ding, ba-boom, boom, ding, ba-boom, boom. Public Enemy sampled it for He Got Game. Oh, oh there you go. There you go. I okay, that okay. Yeah. now I got it. So this also has a pro upgrade. R.E.M.'s Man on the Moon. Nice. Yep. Two also tracks from System of a Down. Aerials, which has a pro upgrade, and Hypnotize. And The Vapors, turning Japanese. Man, that song is so good. It's pretty so awesome. Good. That's the questionable the song content. That's how it goes. That's how it goes, though. Oh, okay. No, that's the. No, it does. I know. I mean, I mean, it is a little on the fence. <laughs> but it's a good. It's such fence. a good song, though. It's probably over the fence. I probably apologize. over the fence. 
but uh, it's a historical document. <laughs> it's a historical... It's like a Mark Twain book. Yeah. It's essentially... Yeah. I'm not going to push it any further. The Vapors are the Mark Twain of music. Of 80s one-hit wonders. <laughs> mm-hmm. 80s pop songs. I should check out their other stuff because I do really like the style of that song. It's been covered, too, by a few bands. Oh, sure, I bet. I remember some ska bands in the 90s. I'm not remembering who. (laughs) Yep. I'll have to look that up. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, But uh, there's uh, a system of a down. People are going to love that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They they were one of the bands that that we had announced um, while we were at E3. Um, we had all the, the Dan Central 2 stuff going on, but we wanted to make sure that there was some, uh, some stuff for the rock band fans to chew on. So one of the, uh, one of the bands that we had announced was kind of like a sneak preview with System of a Down. So those two songs are finally coming out. I know people on the forums have been excited for those. Yeah. Good variety. Good variety. Yeah, people really, really react strongly to the, uh, the weeks where we have singles. Like, it's kind of a mixed bag of like, oh, uh, there's like... Metal type like Armenian metal, and then there's uh, like '80s pop and uh, like '60s like hippie type music. Like that's kind of kind of covers the spread. Yeah. People like that stuff. Yep. Buffalo Springfield. I think Neil Young played guitar in Buffalo Springfield. Really? Really? Is that true, Nick? No. Not sure. If sure? you got computer, Google it. <laughs> You got computer. You got computer. You got computer. Google it. <clears throat> how did uh, how did they get their name? Buffalo Springfield. <clears throat> I'd like to know. Um, because they're from upstate New York. Mm-hmm. In Springfield. In Buffalo. Oh. Oh, okay. Yep, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> kind of anticlimactic. Yep. I used to always get Buffalo Springfield confused with Dusty Springfield. Another 60s... Yep. Uh, Artist. <laughs> yeah, I could see. Could There's see how you would get this. Something here. Oh, okay, I know that it song. Isn't exactly clear. It's a good song. It is a good song. Good harmonies. Stop. Hey, yeah. what's that sound? Everybody, look what's going down. I get it. Oh, that's how that song yeah. goes. <laughs> what about Man on the Moon? Do you guys have any? Yeah, Man on the Moon. Andy Kaufman. Of yep. Uh, so Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman in a wrestling match. Yep. Andy Coffin was this guy. I don't know if people haven't heard of him. I don't know. I don't know what the young generation knows these days. What are the, what are the kids these days? Are, yeah. uh, are they still into the Lenny Bruce? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so Andy Kaufman was a comedian and a comic actor. He was on Taxi. Latka Gravis. Super, super bizarre guy. Oh, thumbs up. I was right. Neil Young, Buffalo Springfield. Boom. Nice work. Yeah. Boom. Um, so Andy Kaufman was a comedian. He's like one of the most unique, even still one of the most unique comics t- t- out there. Um, you can look up clips of him on SNL, like singing to the Mighty Mouse song. That was awesome, lip syncing it. Yeah. <laughs> he was so one his of the thing first was always that, like, or not always, but one of the things was like he'd be super awkward and yep. like shy, but just really crazy. He he was one of the first to like really take that character, that tour that like take a character role and push it so far to the extreme that it's not clear. Yeah. Or even like his friends didn't know a character. Yeah. His friends didn't know if he was doing an act or not. And yeah. like he uh he really got heavy into professional wrestling. Like he would he would wrestle like to the point where like he neglected his own career, which was actually doing pretty well to get into wrestling and he had like this feud with Jerry the King Lawler. 
yep. who people should still know as a WWE announcer. Where like they went on Letterman and they they had this famous that I don't know if that clip's online anywhere, but it's oh, great. Yeah, that's definitely that's online. definitely yeah. gonna be online. And they had this like famous like throwdown on Letterman and like at that time, I mean that was like early '80s, so the wrestling thing was still pretty. The the secrets like that it's fake. Yeah, <laughs> we're pretty protected at Hold that on. point. Hold the phone. Oh yeah, wrestling's pretty fake. Oh, I don't God. know. I'm sorry. Oh. Santa is also dead. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Two bullets yeah. right in the gut. <laughs> but at that time, people were like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening on the air. Yeah. So they're, like, fighting on Letterman. And, and I mean, they sell it really well, too. Yeah. Like, if you watch it, it, it's definitely clear that Letterman didn't know what was going on. Well, I, I like that that was also the culmination of, like, months and months and months of Andy Kaufman wrestling women. <laughs> yeah, um, that's right. And yeah. he was, like, that's the right. self-proclaimed intergender wrestling champion. That's right. And he, like, made himself a belt and everything. And he would come out in, like, this onesie, like, a union suit yeah, almost. Yeah, like long underwear. Uh, and, uh, and he would, like, wrestle women and, and beat them. And he would talk about how he was, like, a big, strong man. And he would, like... <laughs> talk smack on the locals and uh, really like really good heel character. Yeah. Um, and then Jerry Lawler was like, you should try fighting a man. And Andy yeah. Godwin was like, I'm not going to, not going to do that. So he like <laughs> plants him one right in the mush, like just knocks him right out of the chair on Letterman. Yep. And he like came back and he like had the neck brace on and like feigned injuries for months. <laughs> it was awesome. He was great. Yeah. So in that song, so it's by R.E.M. It's actually a really good song. They made a movie Called late nineties, late nineties, early two yeah. thousand, late nineties. Uh, Jim Carrey, Jim Carrey, James Carrey, Hoffman, yeah. called Man on the Moon. It's really good. You should check it out if you're interested in the story. Uh, but the song itself is really good. Um, once you hear it, if you're not familiar with it, you'll you'll remember it because like it's very catchy. Would you believe they put a man on the moon? Yeah. Would you believe they put a man on the moon? Ooh, man, man on, on the, the moon. moon. They did though. That's they did. Right. Put a man Would on you the moon. believe it, though? I do believe it. A lot of people don't believe that. Yeah. Controversy. I bet there are yeah. people in this company that don't, be- don't believe we landed on the moon. Really? Actually, I think I've seen a news group discussion about it, for real. Do you? Speaking of uh, people getting uh, planted right in the mush, uh, <laughs> you remember that, that video of uh, the dude that went up to Buzz Aldrin and said, uh, you didn't really land on the moon. The moon landing was fake. <laughs> Buzz Aldrin punches a guy right in the That's face. So good. Buzz Aldrin is the guy. best. Buzz He's Aldrin, one of my like heroes. A hundred years old. You don't mess with him. Laying suckers out. Yeah. I love Buzz Aldrin. Anybody named Buzz, I have respect <sighs> yeah. for. Oh yeah. Was it uh was it Buzz Aldrin or Neil Armstrong that was on that episode of Thirty Rock Two? I think it was Buzz Aldrin. Buzz Aldrin yelling so. at the moon. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> I walked on your face. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so good. Uh, um, yeah. Shoot, I had one more thing to say about Andy Kaufman, but I lost it. Yeah. Oh, there's a thing. I think I think this is right. He did a, a stand-up show, like a special or something, where he took everybody in the audience for milk and cookies. Yep. That's yep. pretty awesome. That's true. That's a historical fact. Yeah. That's totally up my alley. Yeah. Yeah, he's the Fish McGill of comics. <laughs> yeah, I grew up watching SNL from a way too young age. and Oh, yeah. I was super familiar with him. Yep. He was great. Um, spoilers for the movie Man on the Moon. Not so much the song, but spoilers for the movie and Andy Kaufman's life. Um, he died. Um, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> so so that's the thing, right? That's like, right. he takes the characters so far and was always, like, so name? good. Tony Curtis. Tony Clifton. 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 Oh, yeah, <laughs> Tony sorry. Curtis is Tony, Tony Curtis is Tony dead. Curtis was a character. Also awesome. That yeah. Andy Kaufman played. <laughs> um, so he, like, like would 
push these things to the extreme and, and people wouldn't believe that things really happened. And, um, and so one of the things that people talk about, like, oh, the moon landing's fake. People also think that Andy Kaufman faked his own death and that he's really alive and just laughing at everyone. Um, and that's perpetuated by uh, Tony Clifton, who's like a loungy type character, like, oh, I'm Tony Clifton, yeah. I'm a great Vegas lounge singer, and he would go and perform. A Tony, character which he created. A, yeah. a character which Andy Kaufman created and would pretend to be on stage at shows. Um, Tony Clifton still performs. Like, there's still... Like someone heavy, heavy makeup, out there. heavy makeup, like fat face, like a fat thing, suit, yeah, like big nose, dark glass, big dark glasses, yeah. So it's it's a little a little suspect. It's a little weird. Like, it's awesome if though. you are that guy. It's a little weird. It's cool though, is it? It's cool. It's but, interesting. All right. I don't know if it's cool. It's interesting at the very least. It's yeah. fascinating. Yeah, that's true. It's meta. Yeah. So Annie Kaufman, Elvis, and Tupac are are. On a beach together somewhere, mm-hmm. having a laugh. Yeah, having so a lots of records. Having a larf. Are you having a laugh? <laughs> you seen uh, extras? I have seen that. It's a great show. Good I've show. Seen that bit. Good show. Good show. Do they have that in Canada? Extras? Oh God, they probably had it before we did. Really? Yeah. Canada. It's all part of the Commonwealth. They're a Our, Commonwealth country, right? Yeah. Does that mean they're more plugged into BBC, BBC television? Stuff, television? Yeah. Oh, they have awesome arts up there too. Yup. Canadian arts. Canada's where it's at. Oh yeah. I might uh I might try to head up to the Great White North uh after PAX. I was gonna try to spend a the few a few extra days uh in Seattle for PAX at the uh end of August, maybe spend a few days in Portland. Might uh might take a little jog up north. Vancouver's awesome. Across the border. I fear it's really nice. Um, yeah. If you had your lady with you, I'd suggest going to Victoria. Yeah, Victoria's awesome. It's a good, good place to visit. I don't, I don't know about going by yourself, but it's good stuff. Cool. Um, my, I have family out there. My wife's family is out there a little bit, and we visited them, and then we took a, a weekend to Victoria just ourselves. You have to take a ferry, and it's like one of those high-speed catamarans. Yep. And it's great, except it was super stormy day, uh. and it... Did you blow chunks? Re- I did not. Both of us felt super sick, like we were on the verge, but it was a barf boat. It was just like left and right people barfing. That happened I've to me. I've never been in that Ugh. situation. Like, like on your own, like if you were the one person on a plane saying you're going to barf, that's embarrassing. But once one person does it and everyone starts doing it's it, like it's stand just like, by me. oh, God. I think I started that once in a boat. smell. <laughs> I oh. ran to the edge of the boat. And it was windy, and I said, hey, you down there, watch out. <laughs> and I I'll tried to aim it. it into the ocean, Yeah. but the wind threw it into his chest. Oh! I was at the front of this boat, and it went like splat. Wow. And then he ran inside and threw up on the floor, and then five other people ran inside. And then my wife threw up 19 times after that. 19? I'd never seen anything like that. Man. What? It was so weird. And she I felt for her. Was she even sick or was just like, <laughs> you, this is all reaction you barfing? for her? I think it, no. Nice. <laughs> was it, was yeah, it I felt for that, That's what oh. did it. Like, this is the woman for me. <laughs> My God. That, like, one time epic. wrecks me. I couldn't I can't believe imagine it. 19 times. I think it was the combination of sitting backwards, smelling barf, <laughs> and being on, like, a similar ferry that you yeah. were on. I hope that we hear people listen to this podcast, like, in their cars or whatever, and they, they write <laughs> they us back and that barf. we made them barf. I hope that... <laughs> That would be awesome. While we're talking about barf, I just want to share something that Aaron and I have an ongoing contest. I'll open it up to the whole world. You let me know if you can do this. I know where this is going. Um, So we have a challenge, an open challenge. 
if and when you're sick and you need to barf, like we're not into forcing yourself to barf. That's that's against the rules. But if you're sick and you need to throw up, some people are into that. Some people are. Uh, if you're sick and you need to throw up, try to say the word barf as you're barfing. Because you can't do it. You can't not, do it. It's not the natural noise that you make. Like I don't know how barf came to be the onomatopoeic association for barfing because when you throw up, it's that kind of guttural like, like, but it's not called like, like it's called barfing somehow. Yeah, hurl yeah. sounds Hurl like is it. a lot more yeah. accurate, but barfing is just Drake such a good here. word. Wow. <laughs> he, was, he was sick Drake yesterday. yesterday. Drake was sick yesterday and and you could tell things were going pear-shaped because we were like having our, our morning stand-up and, uh, and he was like, more at the end of his rope than he usually is. And uh, and he at yeah. one point called us all idiots and stormed off. And we were like, I guess we'll just finish the stand-up without him. And uh, and immediately after he left, I got a text that said, sorry I had to leave, I'm barfing. <laughs> <laughs> and I could, I could only picture him so fiercely dedicated to multitasking that he is like on his knees, like head in the bowl, but still texting at the same time. <laughs> Wow. He's committed. You couldn't have done that 10 years ago. No. <laughs> no, you couldn't. You have to have a rotary phone. I actually, yeah. I was thinking about that this morning. Like, how many old movies would be completely ruined by the addition of a cell phone? Uh, I just watched Die Hard of the Vengeance two days ago, and, like, a lot of that movie is, like, trivia, like, puzzle guessing. It's like, oh, God, no, how do we do the math for this bottle challenge? Bottle and it's like, oh, you just look like, it up on your phone. Who was the... 40 or the 32nd yep. president like this to be take two seconds yep so that that movie's premise would be destroyed yep. or like even classic hitchcock thrillers where it's like oh god what's gonna happen it's like oh i just, I'll just call the police it's, <laughs> it's like oh no i'm in a car in the middle of nowhere like oh, there's no one to protect me you just call yep. call someone for help and so the bad movies that come out now don't acknowledge that they still have, like, the same conventions when, like, you're just watching. You're like, I'll oh, just, just use your cell phone. But the good movies will take the cell phones into account. Like cellular. Yeah, like cellular. <laughs> I like The Departed, the switching of the SIM cards. Yep. I was like, wow, that's, that's a pretty advanced move. Yeah. Yeah. And the pocket dialing, too. They must have had an affair or something to know <laughs> about that. Yep. Uh, the Wire is the best, though. How, have oh, you yeah. gotten into The Wire yet? I borrowed the box set from Casey, but still haven't started you watching need it to yet. Do that. There's I'm watching so all much, this other TV. You'll learn so much about how to use your cell phone if you're a drug dealer. Really? Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Maybe burners. I'll, burners. I'll yeah. start. I'll start that right after Breaking Bad. Once I <laughs> once I learn how to be a drug dealer. Yeah, you'll learn a lot from Breaking Bad too. <laughs> oh, this is oh, instructional man. stuff. Learning a lot from TV. Learn guys. a lot from TV. Now, um, nature's I'm, parents. I'm currently currently watching Justified and Band of Brothers, um, and I swear to God, Timothy Oliphant shoots more people than everyone in World War II. <laughs> he kills everybody in every episode, and I don't understand how the show kicks off with, oh, Timothy Oliphant shoots a guy in public, now he's like, he's being punished, and yeah. we have to send him to Kentucky. But then he shoots, like, multiple guys in every episode <laughs> while he's in Kentucky, and there are no ramifications. Yeah. Like, apparently being sent to Kentucky is the one bad thing that they could do to him, and they were like, well... He's still doing it. There's nothing we can do to break him in that habit. You're allowed to murder people in Kentucky, apparently. Guess so. Guess I've so. only gotten two episodes into that. I need to get back in it justified. It's a great show. It's good. Timothy Oliphant. Oh. My Oliphant Oliphantitis is just um, raging. 
everyone <laughs> from Deadwood shows up. Yeah. Um, the uh, the preacher uh, was nice. in a, was in one episode as a hitman. Um, Dan. Um, Dan was a Dan's the best. Uh, an, ex- an escaped convict in <laughs> in one of the best episodes. Oh, man. It was really good. So waiting for Ian McShane to show up. I want Ian McShane to get a new series that he can be successful with. He's due. He had the Pillars of the Earth, which was like a stars thing. Yeah, it's been in my instant queue. I haven't watched it. He's in the new Pirates. Yep, but I'm yeah. not going to see that. No. <laughs> would you watch a standalone Blackbeard movie? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I would. Yeah, I know. Dean McShane specifically. Yep. Well, I think uh, we've exhausted all of our topics for the week. Yep. We've uh, covered a lot of ground <laughs> yeah. in this podcast. I just want to say one last thing. Oh, here we go. Um, Prince, if you're listening, please sign up for RBN and submit some tracks. <laughs> Prince is one of our regular listeners. Yep. Well, now that we're reaching Canada. Uh, maybe uh, Minneapolis is not going to appreciate that. No. Well, they're, they're far up north, right? Sure, but they're, yeah. they're American. American! Oh. I'd, um, I'll have to consult my map to verify that. I wonder what Canadians think of the every four years thing whenever there's an election that, that everyone's like, ah, oh, I'm just going to move to Canada. You know what they think of that? It's kind of flattering. Right? Yeah. But so. then no one ever really does. So we're all talking. How about some people? Really? You. Bill Clinton did, right? Is that true? Yeah, Bill Clinton moved to Canada. He's uh, there now. He's a prime minister, eh? <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Uh, we'll be back in a couple weeks. Woohoo! Bye. Later. I'm a driver's man. I like to do what I can. And I don't take cool. Please understand. So if you got me, boy, get it off your chest. Because you're going to be 